what's going on, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Throne Podcast, episode 104. And today I'm joined by a special guest, Jordan X Drums. What's going on, dog? What's going on, man? Chilling, man. Chilling, how are you? I'm good, bro. It's been a um uh, a wild week. Just, you know, we down here in South Florida, we got people shutting shit down again, you know. Um, and then specifically for the show, probably had our biggest guest last week. Um, so mm-hmm. just again, just want to thank Johnny Christ for sitting down with me talking and uh it was it was like a dream come true moment. Like I remember yeah. first coming up with this show in my cousin's house, like lit, just high as shit, talking like, yo man, what if like I just start a podcast, you know, interview other bands or whatever and like all that idea like, oh man, maybe one day I'll get to interview Avenged Sevenfold or cause they're they're my favorite bands since I was a kid. How'd you get that? How'd like I get that, yeah, like that contact. How'd I, that interview? Yeah. Like- uh, show business. No, I'm yeah. kidding. No, I'm kidding. Dude, he has a podcast. Okay. So, uh, but the thing is, he's been doing his podcast for like a year and change. I've been doing this one for two, mm-hmm. two like two and a half at this point. Yeah. And I guess I, I hit him up on that. Like, uh, hey man, I'm a podcaster. I'm I'm about to be a hundred episodes in. Um, I think I I'm trying to expand. I'm tr- I usually interview locals and shit, but right. um, it was like I basically just kind of like let him know what was good. And I guess he just like, or I, I let his producer know it was good, and then mm-hmm. his producer relayed the message. And I guess just Johnny just fucked with me on like a podcaster level, maybe. Mm-hmm. Just like, yo, this dude's been doing it double the time I have. He's I'm on episode like I think he's in like the 40s or something, and I'm like I said, I'm about to hit 100. So right. music wise, I ain't shit. Like he's platinum <laughs> artist, gold yeah. artist, multiple. Yeah. But he's got I think, experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think as a podcaster, like he's just starting out. You know what I yeah. mean? Like even as a dude that famous, like you know he's not getting like Joe Rogan views or nothing. Right. You know what I mean? But he's out there hustling and shit. And I guess he just like respected me on that level. Mm. And, um, I, I did keep the, the conversation kind of like, like I pitched him like, yo man, it, it'll give you a, a chance to, to work on your guest spots for other shows. Like, yeah, I kind of gave him some reasons to do it. Not just, Hey man, I'm a huge fan. Let me talk to you and right. girl for 20 minutes. And he was cool. He was like, yeah, yeah. So yeah. He was, it. well, yeah. his producer was, I never emailed directly with him. Oh, okay. I just got on that zoom call with him and his producer basically made it happen. So shout out to Sam, the producer of drinks with Johnny. That dude's like, he could have easily just ignored my email. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, I've actually seen some pictures of you on stage with, with other artists and shit drumming out. I mean, how do you make your connections out here? Uh, <laughs> there was a dude that I swear to God, I thought he was little peep. And then I clicked on the picture and it was somebody else, but he was like holding the snare. Yes, and uh, you that's, were drumming. Yeah, that's Jordan Hollywood. Okay. Yeah, bro. Um, actually, man, I knew him since like 2012, 13, maybe. maybe okay. no, actually, maybe yeah, like like 13, 14, I think. Um, I was interning at a at a recording studio in Sunrise, mm-hmm. and um, he recorded there, and uh, like, like I was just. I was just like I was sweeping floors, man. Like I wasn't even like in the really in the in the control room as much. Mm-hmm. Um, but they had me just cleaning the console. Like I was there, I was dedicated. Um, and this is before I had like, like I was in school, and then I was in school for to be like an an like not an eye doctor, but like an optician. Okay. And then I dropped out. Oh. And uh, then it was like, all right, like I just take a year and figure out what I want to do. Went back to school, majored in communications. I was like, Fuck, I don't want to do that. And then, uh, you know, I dropped out of that. And then went to the uh, studio, got the internship uh, from a friend of mine. Uh, shout out to Haj. Haj uh, um, Come on the show. Yeah. He's, oh, he's a good producer, bro. Like, Come on the show, Haj. Yeah. Um, still keep in touch with him. Uh, we touch base from time to time. But 
Um, he haters doing. He his name's Hater, but we call him Hodge. Hodge is he's like doing big things right now. He's an engineer. Um, yeah, engineering but, seems like um, not to interrupt, but just like it seems like it's gotten a lot more prevalent. Like before, you didn't know who the fuck the engineer bro, was. Bro, yeah, now it's like you know you can listen to a record and you can say, oh yo, uh, you know, saying Hodge engineered it. You know, yeah, yeah, or that's uh, a DJ Mustard record. Or oh yeah, whatever. exactly. Yeah. You know, you could tell. You know, you could tell who did it. So. Um, so I hit him up and he got me in to intern there. I was doing there for a while. And that's when I like, you know, and Jordan was there and, you know, like locally you knew who he was because he was a rapper, you know, he was, he's been, he was grinding for a long time. Um, and then, you know, they found out I played the drums and like, I just kind of like, he just kind of, kind of had like, kept me as like a, you know, as a drummer. So played a show and then just kind of kept, kept playing shows. So, um, that was one. And then. My band Yardage that I was that uh, you know, like I was interning there, and this other dude who was the drummer before his name's uh, Ricky, but his his DJ name is Nitty Gritty. Okay, he's like he's huge right now. Um, really? Oh yeah, man, he's got records out. <laughs> That's hard. Yeah, he's got records out. Um, he went there. Show. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he came to the studio one night to, um, I think he may have had a session or something, um, but. Actually, no, that's not even what happened, bro. Hodge had a session mm-hmm. um, with these two dudes, and I guess con- I was in, I was in the hallway, so I didn't hear the conversation. But like he told me, like, yo, they were saying, like, yo, this the manager because at the time the she was looking for a drummer to replace Ricky, um, Nitty Gritty, and uh, Hodge told them, like, yo, my boy in the hallway, you know, he's good or whatever. So they called her. She came with Ricky and. Uh, they had a drum set in the back in the live room, uh, and I guess I was gonna like just show them like, oh, you know, if he's worth it. She, like she told she <laughs> she told Nikki like she told Ricky like, yo, if uh, if he's good, you know, like if he if he sucks like if he's ass like don't even come don't don't like don't bring him don't tell him like you know what I'm saying like yeah 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 him. for sure. So we went in the back for less than like I went to play you know on the kit like ten seconds and then we came out and he, and then she he told her like yeah like that's him like he could he, he's the replacement so. I did that, and then like the next week, I was at rehearsal, and then I've been in the band for like four years now. And, Yardage, um, right? Yeah, so we've done like what kind of music y'all make? Man? I never like, heard of y'all. Uh, indie alternative. Oh, I love the Strokes, man. I love Arctic. Yeah, Monkeys. like we sometimes play a few, few of those covers with a little, you know, throw like. A yeah, little, you gotta put uh, your little flavor on it, yeah, man. Uh, so. Especially um with your drum covers. I mean, you throw a lot of sauce on it. Yeah, bro, yeah, <laughs> thanks, man. <laughs> yeah, I try and think. I try and to uh, you know just. Tell myself this every day: just be you, you know. Yeah. Just do, your, just do you, and and um, you know, with just with anything really, you know. And like, I'm not the. There's always gonna be someone better than you, yeah. right? So I wouldn't focus You're on right here. Exactly. <laughs> 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 um, I wouldn't focus on being better than the next guy, yeah. you know. Like, look at them, see what they're doing. Okay, cool. Let me try and do that, you know. Yeah, but sure. don't like, oh, I'm gonna do this because I'm gonna just try and beat this guy, and then hopefully I get his gig, and then hopefully, you know. What oh I'm no, no. Not saying that's that's so. That's, that's definitely not the way to look at. It's it. not the way to look at, it, and it it's it's very far fetched. Yeah, yeah. You know, for sure. but just you know, be t- just be humble and just kind of keep you know, be humble, but also be uh, confident. And that's another thing. People kind of um, they. I feel like sometimes people confuse being cocky with being confident. Right. Like I wake up every morning and I'm like, all right, I gotta get shit done. Uh, you know, I'm the best. Uh, you know, and but this is just these are words that I do to motivate myself. I'm not saying I'm better than the next guy. I'm just no, I'm I'm good at where I am right now, and I just want to get better to help myself and you know pr- be a provider 
for myself so I can take care of everyone else in my circle. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. You feel me? So, uh, yeah, I think, and that's that's very important, the way you talk to yourself in your head. Yeah, man, you got to have daily affirmations. Otherwise, you know, sometimes you're, you know, you sometimes you don't have you don't have anyone in your corner. You know, you see, like, those motivational um, posters where it's, like, you know, the struggle. It, like, it, <laughs> it was a dude sitting in, a, in an auditorium by himself, right? And it's, like, the the caption was just, um, you know, when all the hard work, you know, when no one's around, and then, you know, then he's surrounded by a million people, and the next caption was, you know, when you succeed, then everyone's with you, you know, everyone's around you. It's really those, when you're by yourself, that's, that's, that's all the stuff that you got, that the people don't see, and, like, you know, they're not really there because they don't, you know, maybe they don't want to be a part of the process, or they don't want to... Um, you know, like sometimes they don't even want to acknowledge how hard, you know, how much work you put into, you know, the success that you're that you've made or that you want to get to. Yeah, know? for sure, man. And that's what I get when I watch drummers that are like just at a level that I want to be at. And it's like I, I've I've admitted plenty of times on the show that I'm a hater. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> I think it'd be really easy for me to be like, oh, like come across one of your videos and see you going in and just be like, ah, fuck that guy. Like. Uh, what does he do? Go to church or something? Like, I don't know. Like, yeah. Because uh, uh, like me personally, uh, a lot of the drummers that I know have the tightest, like, just fills and just they're just tight in the pocket and all that. They started mm-hmm. in church. I mean, the first drum kit I ever saw, the first live show I ever went to was church. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, um, there's something about, uh, like, the the those daily affirmations that you're talking about. You could have a negative outview on the world, and that's probably gonna affect how you look at yourself. Yeah. Or you could have a positive outlook on the world and I could reach out and be like, yo, man, you're sick. Come talk to me. Let me, like, I asked you, like, yo, how are you doing these fills? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, what is it? Is it paradiddles? Is yeah. it? I could have easily dismissed and, like I said, been a hater right. or whatever. But, yeah, I mean, it benefits everybody. Like, at the end of the day, they're very low chance. But there may be some that I know that you could learn. You know yes, what I mean? I, it, look, there's no, there's always an opportunity to learn. Yeah. And you just have to, you have to know, you know, like when that opportunity is or like you just even you well or just when to act on it yeah you know so i could you know, i could be learning something right now you know i you know it, it, it just depends a lot of people know? could teach you about a lot of things yeah, you know what I'm yeah saying? even someone who you think is like not the brightest bulb yeah there's always yeah you can learn anything from any even if it's a negative thing but it's like all right cool i learned not to do that because Facts. this dude did it not be you know it's all sometimes it's not something to do for yourself you know no, but that's something that people say too. Is that smart people learn from other people's mistakes? And yeah, that not, yeah. Not so smart people learn from their own mistakes. Everyone's gonna make mistakes, so yeah. I don't necessarily agree 100 percent with that. Yeah. But if you see somebody else fuck up, yeah. yeah, don't follow them. Don't make the same mistake. I'll be honest, like uh, I will make mistakes on my own. <laughs> someone yeah. will say it's like uh, someone will tell me not to do something, but then I might, you know, I'm gonna do it anyway because I wanna. I gotta make. I want to make the mistake to see how bad. To see or how like, it comes out, right? See how it comes out, and like, okay, let me see how I can overcome the situation for myself. Not be, just because, okay, they told me, and I'm like, I'm just not gonna do it. So I bypass it, and I'm just gonna keep going. You know, obviously, anyone could do that, and I'm not saying that's a, that's wrong. Right. You know, and I'm not saying what you know, acting on the mistake and doing it just because it's wrong. But um, you know, I find that like you know, sometimes if I I'm gonna just I'm gonna just I'm gonna just go ahead and do it, you know, and just see to see what happens. Yeah, and like, I think there are certain situations that warrant that. Whereas, like, okay, well, experiment with it for yourself and see how it comes out. Like, how many people you think told Jimi Hendrix, "Dude, why are you restringing your guitar like that?" 
why are you restringing it upside down and playing it lefty? It's a right-handed guitar. Just get a lefty guitar. Mm-hmm. But no, it worked for him. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then there's little things like that in drumming. Like a lot of people are like, if you're a right-handed drummer, don't start your fills left. Yeah. Or like vice versa. Yeah, little things like there's no, there are no rules, I feel right, like. Right. you just I've seen guys who like, their, their technique, I'm just like, uh, like I don't know. I wouldn't it looks hold. awkward, right? Yeah, but like it it's, it's, very, it's very awkward, but you know, I mean, they're playing it, you know, they're, they, they're technically sound when they play and it's, and they're, you know, it works very well for them. Um, so, you know, like I, I, yeah, I just, I wouldn't, you know, I literally don't, I, different strokes for different folks. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Literally, <laughs> man, but, yeah. Uh, uh, touching, uh, back on that point that you brought up earlier about how people aren't there for the grind, like for, for when you're putting in work and, and getting to the top until you succeed. And then people are around you that time that you're alone, like you said, people don't see it. And, um, going back to the how I got Johnny on the show before I got Johnny. I mean, best believe I was hitting up a ton of fucking people that were way out of my league. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like people that I really like that when I got a no back or I got no answer back at all, like it hurt. You know what I'm saying? Even though it's like, it was a far fetched idea in the first place. Like still went for it. Yeah. 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 And it's still kind of like, damn, kind of a bummer, you know? And I could have, like you said, uh, or I just could have easily given up at that point and, and maybe ah fuck the show or whatever. But like you just get up and keep trying bro the more reps you put in eventually you're gonna catch something like an artist that i really like that i was exchanging emails with his manager and eventually his manager just kind of blew me off <laughs> like mm-hmm. uh was mac demarco okay if you fuck with him okay yeah i know of him yeah. but um yeah, yeah. like yeah like i hit up his manager i'm like yo i do this show out of south florida i've been doing it for a couple of years like i'd be stoked to to have mac on like a zoom interview because i just saw him recently on a on like a star wars podcast that has like 12,000 subscribers or something, you know what I mean? Like something completely random. So I'm like, well, I mean, he seems like a down and down to earth guy enough to do that. I mean, why wouldn't he do this? Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then she told me, oh yeah, tell me more about your show. And then I told her about your show. And then uh, she was like, yeah, he's just not available right now, but we'll keep in touch. And I was like, oh, well, I I just got blown off, you know? Yeah. I could have taken that and been like, oh, well, I guess I'm just not going to land anybody till I'm at such and such numbers. At least she responded back. Yeah, it, for, yeah, for sure. That's how I looked back. at it. Yeah. yeah. And that's how you have to look at it. Glass half yeah. full versus half empty. Yeah. Um, but just completely unrelated. Um, going back to drums, man. Like, when did you start drumming? When did you know that's what you wanted to do? Started in, like, second grade. I was uh, either seven or eight. And a friend of mine, uh, still friends to this day. Uh, I grew up in Baltimore, by the way. Oh, Baltimore, so, man? Yeah. Okay. And then I moved I moved down to South Florida when I was uh, like 12 or 13. Okay. Um, but yeah, second grade, I was like, yeah, yeah seven, seven or eight. Um, a friend, Tyrone, he was a really good drummer. And At like, seven or eight? Yeah, I think he actually he may have been like, he may have been yeah, nine. Okay. He may have like a year or two older than me. But um, same, we were in the same class and he like, he was like the church drummer. You know, I went to a private school, Christian school and like. He like he like anytime you know there was like a big event concert whatever whatever he was you know because also he played in his church outside of school so he was just that dude and I'm think I think about it now I'm just like you know he was really great <laughs> like he was a really good drummer you know for that age and I want to like look back at it now and be like was he that good <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but no but he I mean he is and uh we kind of ended up both taking the same path uh career wise like with audio and stuff so um but yeah so i got in got in with that and then fourth grade um my teacher we put on like a play uh based on this uh this african-american book i can't remember the name of it but it needed a we needed a it needed two drummers right so obviously you know you had tyrone and then you know all the other kids are raising their hand 
my teacher, she just found out, you know, like maybe a few days ago that I was like, that I played the drums. I was starting to take it up. So I was like, I beamed my hand straight up to the ceiling. They're like, yo, like, you know, <laughs> you know, let me put me on. So, you know, she picked me and then we, you know, ended up drumming. I ended up doing the part and uh, ended up working out. And I just felt so good. Like after the play was over, you know, everyone, not because everyone was like, oh my God, Jordan, you play the drums? Like, oh my God, how long have you been playing? You know, like, like everyone's coming up to me, but I was just like, cool. I got to entertain and I liked it. I liked being able to show my skill, um, even though it was like, you know, it was kind of shit at the time, but yeah. you know, that kind of gave me like a started just like to keep going. Um, so then, yeah, man, I, I, my first, I got my first drum lesson. Um, when I was around that age. I think the guy was like, he was blind. My drum teacher was blind, Holy the first shit. guy. He was amazing, though. Of course. Um, really good jazz drummer. And jazz I didn't, drummers are the best fucking drummers. Yeah, and I, th- I think if you can if you can get a good foundation of jazz under your belt, I feel like you can kind of then you can kind of venture into other things because jazz has a very um, it's very uh, involves a lot of dynamics, um, and so you know for that I think you have to have some good you know technique and stamina to kind of maintain that you know, those grooves and stuff. But. How, how do you feel about, like, um, the importance of, of music theory uh, for drummers? I'll be honest, bro. Like, my reading, my sight reading is at, like, a second first grade level. Okay. I'll be honest with you. But um, I just had this conversation the other day. I was mm-hmm. giving a lesson, and um, a student, she was giving me, she was saying, yeah, like, you know, I, this is the stuff I have to read on this on the well, on the music on the sheet sheet music, and I just looked at it. And I'm just like, okay, well, the ride is just you know ta 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 ta, you know, and then the hi hat is on the ends ta 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 ta, right? Mm-hmm. So, and then in the, so then the the bulk of that music is just the shit you want, you know, the fills and stuff that you're gonna play on the snare and where to you know place this you know quarter note. That's it's just like yo, it's so meticulous. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of meticulous and tedious, and it's just like okay. We can, you can, we could do this, but let me actually just show you how my version of how I would do it, right? Okay, we have the ride, we have the hi hat. That's all you need to focus on. That's your, right. fo- that's your foundation. You come up with whatever you want to build on the inside of that, but just make sure you, you know, keep adding levels. You know, don't forget about the foundation. Make sure the structure is there. And that's pretty much it, bro. Like, I don't, I, in high school, when I joined the marching band, we had to read music and we had sight reading and we had to like, we had to take sight reading tests in order to play different things. And, um, I just kind of always got by because I had the skill to play and I always kept playing, always kept practicing. And I kept practicing different genres like jazz, like hip hop, like whatever. Sorry about that people. (laughs) That's all right. Um, so yeah, you just, uh, that's, that's pretty much all I did, bro. I, I don't, I don't um and even bro if you get, you get to like these drummers today like these the, the guys who you know classify classify themselves as like gospel jobs drummers these guys just grow up in church playing and they just they they develop a feel once you develop a feel you can play anything you don't no no amount of you know of sheet music is going to you know teach feel is going to teach feel you yeah. know you're just you're you know you're just going to be like a robot playing notes on a staff like yeah. you know you just got you got to be able to like you know when I'm playing with Jordan like man he's you know, not obviously it never involved music, you know, notes or sight reading or anything, but it was just like, yo, just play with that feeling, you know, play like you're a fucking rock star play like, you know, go crazy, you know. So, no, you know, it's like if you want to go read music, you join an orchestra. Yeah, you know yeah for sure. Or, for sure. There's know. definitely a time and place for that yeah, so. versus, um, like you said, feel. But um, something you touched on real briefly was joining marching band. Um, I think it's great, like 
for your for rudiments and 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 like getting technique down and shit. It's always good yeah. to have a teacher, bro. There's never anything wrong. Like Nothing I don't think wrong. anyone's ever above having a teacher. No, nah, man. No. And uh, just I, I joined marching band at um, my freshman year. What school did um, you go to? I, I went to Hollywood Hills. Wait, what year? Uh, 2010. That's when you graduated. No, nah, that's yeah, the okay. only year I went. The rest of my years, I went you know to Eric? MacArthur. Eric, what? Levy. That sounds familiar. Yeah, he was he he worked at Hills. Like there was like this dude Chandler. He was the band director, yes, right? Chandler. Yeah, Mr. Chandler. I remember him. Yeah, yeah dude, dude, that guy would like he like a song would come out on the radio and it'd be like the hit single of the week or whatever. And yeah. like the next week they'd be working on the trumpet section for yeah. it and shit. Like yeah. Chandler, that guy was a beast, man. Yeah, he, he used to do um college um marching stuff, right? Like for UM and shit like uh, that. And the I Macy's don't know. Day Parade. Probably I, Chandler's a beast, bro. Yeah. Like that 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 name. Yes, I only know I only know of him because. Uh, uh, Eric, who was my percussion instructor at mm-hmm. Western, I went to Western and Davy, uh-huh. and he would Eric like he worked between schools, so Hollywood, Western. I might have met him like pretty sure you probably you definitely seen him. You probably seen him. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But if I saw his face, probably yeah, yeah, he he like I learned a lot. I learned a lot from him, um, technique wise, and Eric's also a really good reader, and he's a, he's a good marching um, marching band composer uh, instructor. Yeah, and. I like so I learned a lot of my technique from him, and uh, just and also outside of school. But I didn't really have a, like a teacher, like after, even before that. Anything anything I learned was just it's almost like I'm like autodidact, like someone who just learns on their own. Self taught. Self taught. Yeah. So that's what I became. And then once you know, coupled with that, with him teaching me stuff, it was just like, all right, like this is. You know, you just keep doing this, you know, you're kind of going to be bound for something. Something's bound to happen. Um, so, yeah, I do marching band, played snare, quads. Um, quads are hard. Yeah, quad, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> quads are heavy. Quads are lit. <laughs> um, um, but, yeah, that's definitely, like, a very yeah. expressive instrument. A lot of different notes you can hit. Yeah. yeah Which is, like, one thing that I've always had trouble with uh, on the drums is, like, expressing how I feel like I've always felt like the guitar is like a cooler instrument for that. I, I love singing. Mm-hmm. I think that's like better. I'm not saying you can't, maybe I'm just not well versed enough on the kit enough to, to be able to express myself the way people express themselves with like notes on a piano or on a guitar, you know, like you, like people hit certain notes. And you're like, Oh, that's a sad note. Yeah. You know what I mean? You hit the snare. It's the fucking snare. Yeah. You know, there's no well, there's, sad. There's tongue. ways, there's ways no. you could, you maybe could, you can, you feel me? Yeah. You could feel, you know, there's ways to do it. Like, you know, if you, also, it depends on what sticks. Maybe if you're using brushes. Oh, yeah, you're using maybe brushes using, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, You know? Like I yeah. said, like I could yeah. just not be well-versed enough. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, but what I wanted to touch on was, like, that freshman year, I, I didn't really, um, like, I learned a lot, but I didn't really have a good time in marching band. Like, maybe it's different uh, with your experience, and, and maybe just because you were just at a higher level than me. But I always kind of got this vibe that, like, marching band people were real snobby. Uh, like there's like this little cult of like these band people who are just elitist, like PC gamers almost. Yeah. Like <laughs> once you're a PC gamer, it's like, bro, I got a GTX 2060 Ti, dude. Like yeah. fuck PlayStation. <laughs> and it's like if you're like, I remember even in middle school, like when we had jazz band, because I through middle school I played clarinet because mm-hmm. everyone wanted to do percussion, so they had to weed out whatever yeah. and i was like fuck it been there i'll play clarinet yeah. and i didn't um, play clarinet though yeah well i wanted saxophone but again another instrument yeah. that a bunch of people go to and then i couldn't do brass for shit so clarinet it was right mm-hmm. so i played the clarinet it was fine and then freshman year i'm like fuck that i'm joining marching band but like i said even in middle school they had regular band and then they had jazz band jazz band was like after school completely extracurricular but those jazz band kids acted like they were the fucking cream of the crop like yeah well, shit we, we definitely had there was like there was a cult but we we weren't. Like, I'll be honest. We we were probably even more 
we were probably more um uh like at least the friends that i'm in we're still friends to this day yeah uh, we just we just, we just linked up not too long ago but like the friends that i still have today they're like you know they were in band you know what i'm saying but we i'd say there's there's we're like more risky and like daring and like uh, like more than probably maybe like the jocks may have been you know with certain stuff but i i, I learned that at least at my at western right the jocks like they were pretty good students like good grades you know what i'm saying xyz kids some of the kids that i'm friends with you know they're in the band they were just it depends it was like a divide there was like you know you had half the band kids who were like good with school and whatever and then you had like maybe my half who was like kind of mediocre because we just wanted to like you know fuck around and music? you know music you know yeah. um but uh that's just kind of how it was it was there um you know i think out of and i think out of everyone you know that was in band only maybe a few still like pursued music um, and everyone else kind of like did other things, but is it a common thing that someone is like real deep into the the drum ensemble world and can't play anything on a kit? Is that a common thing or is that really rare? Because I feel like, yo, I have a lot more respect for a someone who plays on a drum kit than I do someone who plays a single tom in a marching ensemble. Granted, y'all are dancing and all that, yeah, and have props and this and that. But I've gotten into it with people like. Like, uh, I, I don't know who it was, but someone was doing a routine with, like, half of an airplane or something. And I'm like, hey, yo, what is what do airplanes have to do with drums? Like, I get you're doing, like, a routine. You're trying to maybe, like, paint a picture or tell a story. But aren't y'all percussionists? And, like, there's percussion involved, but it's mainly dancing. It's mainly y'all picking up this plane. And I just got shit on for it. Like, complete, like, all these, dude, they were talking about, like, we're going to do audibles with your name and marching band practice tomorrow, and then their leader was like, no, we're not going to be doing that. <laughs> like, they were just going off, like, yeah. I'm like, man, all I did was say it's not my cup of tea. Like, I, I didn't trash it. I was like, y'all are very talented. I just don't, like, I don't find this entertaining. And they were just like, Bruh. Yeah. So, I don't know. I've always kind of got that attitude from them. But like I said, you know what I'm saying, different experiences, you know, I might have just, like, after Hills, I was done with band, period. Like, I would mm-hmm. bring my practice pad to school. I would like sometimes skip Spanish class or whatever. That's an easy A and then be in the halls just practicing paradiddles or whatever. And one time the band director came up to me at MacArthur. He's like, yo, why aren't you in band? I'm just like, I'd just rather not be like, it's just not my thing. He's yeah. like, man, you should be, you should consider it or something. And I thought about it, but like I said, that, that kind of like cult mentality of, 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 of those kids just kind of put me off of it. And for a while I kind of put down the drums and I kind of think that regressed my, my progress for a little bit. Yeah. Um, do you, um, I mean, it, it feels like you have like it all figured out almost like drum wise, just cause like I have these days where I'm just in a rut. I don't want to touch my kit. I don't want to see my kit. Like I feel there was a time like that where I like, I was, I was playing a lot. Like when I graduated, when I graduated high school and I was doing, I was playing like a lot of jazz gigs and uh, for like two years straight, just doing that. And then I was doing gigs with my bands and like every other, every, it's like every week. It was one, was one period where we were just, I was just playing a lot. And then between school, you know, trying to figure out stuff with school, trying to figure out, you know, and then with work. Even personal relationships. Yeah, even, you know, personal, personal relationships. Um, it, it, like my hands would get swollen. Uh, I always thought like either ice, you know what I'm saying? Or use, you know, like some ointment or whatever to Damn. just kind of like, yeah, it was a lot. Um, but then I, I just wouldn't really pick Sometimes at the creativity, I just, I didn't get inspired to play because it was always, um, because then it becomes like a, 
practice a, practice for the gig for the gig like practicing the um, same songs over and over yeah like, like it just it becomes a it becomes a, like so much of a job yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's Definitely. it's uh so you kind of have to you have to leave a small percentage um to kind of either like up some of a of break you know like to take a little break and come back to it and you know try and f- gather yourself to f- to you know maybe you maybe even ask yourself you know uh what did i find um what did i find about playing this playing the drums that made me you know that make me happy because then it just becomes like like i said it just becomes a job a regular nine to five and it's just not it's not it's not cool it's boring yeah so you don't want to lose that so <clears throat> you know that's you know you just take a step back we my band we took like a you know we took a month off at one point and it was the best time you know ever because i didn't play like for like a week or two and then when i hop back on the kid i was just like okay still not ready to play so i got up and i walked away then i came you know and then That's really eventually you know it was like okay now i could you know i was still um constantly thinking of you know creative things to do you know on the kit and even outside even like i'm gonna go this is kind of side thing right yeah i i find um i get creative i, I find that i'm most creative when i listen to uh, uh like other people or when i'm Sometimes I I don't really listen I don't I, I listen to drummers and I, I watch drummers play but I don't get all my my inspiration and you know from them I get my, I got a lot of inspiration from like <laughs> business guys like entrepreneurs or whatever you know people that are like kind of like that sometimes they usually not, put out mo- motivational videos so that it, makes it's sense. Some, sometimes it's not even motiv- motivational videos it's just like damn I just I like the way they're executing their brand I'm thinking about it for myself and then that might spark a thing of dopamine in my head and then yeah. i'm just like you know what all right let me go let me go on the kit and see what i can create you know just because i listen to like 10 seconds of a podcast or something like that and um that just gave me like an extra boost of energy so now i'm ready i'm right i'm ready to go back now i'm ready to sit down and tackle you know and tackle my instrument yeah uh, yeah and i mean you could find inspiration in a bunch of different places and th- what you said there about eventually it becoming like a nine to five um when i first joined uh, the band that i was I mean, I don't know, man. This, with this Rona shit, who knows what the fuck is going on, right? Yeah. But um, I, I joined up with Unoya in uh, 2016. They're like a we're like a prog prog metal mm-hmm. type band, like kind of Tool, Dream Theater ish. So Samuels leaders. I I don't I don't I've never listened to them. Whoa. People have recommended them to me. I've just never listened to. Dude, yeah, I'm you like gotta check them out. I'm one of those people that like if I fuck with an album, I'll just listen to that album for like a month. <laughs> you know what I mean? An, that's an animals animals leaders record for sure. Like, okay. Yeah, you gotta check them out. Um. So yeah, if you if you have a recommendation, like, just let me know after the air, and yeah. I'll, I'll definitely uh check it out. But um, when when I first got there, everything seemed exciting. Like, oh yeah, we're working on these songs. We actually have an EP ready to go. Like, you can put your little flavor to it or whatever. And, like, I was real excited, and then eventually, like, you know, I learned all the songs, we're, we're gigging out and shit, everything's going fine, and then they just had, they had been together, like, Alex, the the bass player, singer uh, of the band, him and, and his brother, like, they just been making music together for so long, like, they, they p- picked up the engineer side, like, bought Ableton, mm-hmm. just slowly buying equipment over the years, like, a 16-channel interface and shit, and so, yeah. they just have songs and songs and songs and songs and shit just on their computer that are, like, ready to get worked on and shit. Yeah. So, you know, eventually they're like, yeah, we have this album ready to go. And, like, I loved all the material, but eventually, yeah, it felt like homework. It was like, y'all are giving me this to, to learn. And it's like I joined a band to be creative, yeah. you know. And I guess I've never... It's a bit of both. You got you to gotta balance. Like I said, yeah. that's what I was saying. You got to balance. You got to be able to you know, look at it as a job. Because when I was playing with Yardage, it was, it was a job because we were all gunning to 
you know, to make it. We, it's like we've always we played big shows. We played. We opened for Bon Jovi. That's fucking. We nuts. played. We've done, um, you know, like a, a West Coast tour to like to Texas. We've done, you know, wow. East Coast uh, run up to New York twice, and we played you know, festivals down here, Okeechobee Fest. Um, they're like you know they're like a really solid like one of some of my they're my closest friends. Um, and when I first joined, it was new. It was different for me because um, I had to like get acclimated, you know, and get get familiar with their situation because we we always had we were had we had rehearsal, you know, three times a week. You know, like it was either like maybe like nine to midnight or like nine to one. But that's why we were so good. And that's why we are really good. Um, that we were able to kind of make those things happen and be able to do those things. Um, it's just, I find that we, you know, uh, our, lo- our location sometimes with the, the environment, like being in South Florida, there's really no indie there, there is, but it's just the, the gap between South Florida and like the rest of the United States, you know, it's, it's like, big. it's huge. Imagine you know, being a metal band. Yeah. You know, indie is, is, is well, hard enough. Isn't, isn't a metal? Jacksonville, like the metal I think metal Tampa, Tampa's where Tampa, death metal originated, Tampa, yeah. uh, and Orlando's a good metal hub as well. Yeah, but yeah, man, like it, Miami, Broward, like it's hip hop and and reggaeton. You know, if you notice Dance music. when tours, when when bands go on tour, they have live musicians. I mean, well, yeah. Besides, I mean, I thought you said rappers. I'm sure. No, no, no. Well, no, no. Bands no, go like, on tour when band, even probably rappers too. When yeah. they when they come down, actually, you might get like. Take take like an indie rapper, right? Someone who's who's big, you know, got a couple hits on the radio, or whatever. They're not they're not they're not playing, you know, they're not going to be playing uh, the A arena, right? They're not coming down to Miami. Right. They might stop in Orlando and then turn right back around. They're not coming all the way down here because there's, that, sometimes yeah. there's really there's no scene for it. There's no scene for these indie bands sometimes to come all the way down here. We went to play, uh, we went to open up for this this artist named Lowen, right? Um, a few months ago. And we had to, she reached out to us, her manager reached out to us. We we're going to open for her here in Miami. And it was up to us, obviously, to, to like sell tickets and like, you know, pre-sale and whatever. And that's a lot of work, oh, especially, yeah. you know, when the venue is, you know, hey, we need to have this capacity by the end of the night, you know, so we need to have this here. And we, we weren't close to it because um, prior to the show coming up, it just, you know, tickets weren't, they just weren't, they weren't flying out the door. So her management ended up canceling the show. You know, once again, you know, no one's coming to Miami because there's just there's no support for that scene. Um, so we ended up having just headlining the show ourselves and bringing on another band to open up for us. Oh shit! And yeah, it, it ended up like being a pretty good uh, turnout, a, a good show. Yeah, it was a good turnout. You know, um, but yeah, I say that because you know, look, you know, she she ended up canceling because you know because of tickets because you couldn't get the doors. You know, yeah. so. So what do you think the solution to that is? I mean, is it just leave South Florida? Is there any hope for South Florida? Because, like, there's so many dope artists coming out of Broward that, that I mean, are just not live bands. It, you got Tentacion, You got Kodak Black. You got, um, you know, people who are making money. Lil Pump. Look, you know what I'm saying? Uh, is Lil Pump from Broward? He's from, from Miami. From Miami? Look at, um, oh, man, what's his name? There's so many now. Yeah, dude. Hold on, what, what song did he do? Uh, he's got. Is he from here? Yeah, he's from. I think, yeah, he's from Broward. Uh, uh, ski mask? Not ski mask. Uh, well, smoke perp. Is he from here? Yeah, smoke perp from Miami. 
Um, See, so many people coming out of yeah. they're all hip hop. They're all hip hop. Uh, come on, uh, can't, I, can't, I can't, remember, you. can't remember his name. Come uh, on, he, he, it's there. It's there. It's there. Shouts out to this dude. As soon as we remember your name, shouts out to you. Oh man, is he like real big? Yeah, he's big, dude. He's big. Like, like he's got features and shit. He's got features. He's got. He's a. He started off as like a producer. Uh, ah, man, nothing, bro. Not, nothing hitting me in the head right now. Oh wow, I can't remember his name. <laughs> It'll come to um, you, dude. Google it if you want. Yeah, I'm but find I guess it. Th- that's kind of just my point. Is like, th- there's clearly a flourishing music and art scene here in Broward and, and Miami. Yeah, it's just not for the genres that we happen to to be working in at the moment. And I mean, I don't think that that changes a whole lot around the country because I have my cousin. Uh, did you find his name? No. Oh, okay, okay. Still looking. <laughs> Good. Just listening. let me know. But uh, I have my cousin who grew, we grew up together. Like he plays guitar, I play drums. So obviously we're just jamming out anytime we could, like covering shit. Like the first song I learned how to play was a uh, "Walk" by Pantera, and like you know, okay. it's easy riff on the guitar. So we just yeah. fucked around, whatever. So that's like my dude. And like at one, at one point we both decided, like when we were real young, like thirteen or fourteen, like yo, we want to be musicians. Like let's go full force, you know. And then. His his goal was to move to New York City, so he moved to New York City at seventeen. Mm-hmm. Um, he went to to a classical music uh, conservatory to like just tighten up and and get okay. a degree in music and shit. And he's yeah. really dope, and he's been trying to start a metal band for for months. Uh, I think actually almost a year, or a little bit over a year at this point. And it's like you think a place like New York City, tiny place or not tiny place, but twenty, uh, I think it's eight million people uh, in New York City, and uh, he's having a rough time finding people who are dedicated and committed. You know what I mean? So, I mean, there's so much talent down here. Like, I, I kind of feel like there has to be a way to, like, rejuvenate the scene. And maybe the COVID will do it. Maybe just the absence of shows for so long is going to push people to want to go out. But, you know, there's so many places that are closing down. I think it may. It's going to take a it's going to be a while before people even let's say even when they lift the ban, uh, there's going to be it's going to take some time. For people to, uh, to to come outside, be comfortable. To, with yeah, it. just to be comfortable and just to be, to be comfortable in a group of people and in a setting. I think inter- entertainment is gonna be the last thing to to to, to make a comeback um, in terms of like live yeah. live music and stuff. Right? I mean, music festivals. Who the fuck knows? I I, I bought VIP for three points to see the Strokes and the Wu Tang Clan. It's supposed to happen in May. Mm-hmm. Rescheduled it till October. Well, you know, in huh. April that seemed good, but now it's like yeah. we're in July, three yeah. months. Yeah, I don't see anything changing that much in three months yeah you know who who knows i mean even like the uh, what else what other festival was canceled they just did they, i mean they're, ultra, they're, coming, they're coming up oh yeah ultra was canceled ultra, all ultra of it was the first one that was like nuts because they're like yeah, yeah, yeah we're canceling but um we'll be back next year so just hold on to your ticket yeah you're not getting your money back Every, everything <laughs> now like, is going wait, to like <laughs> everything now is going to, to digital digital platforms uh concerts and, and stuff yeah like that. and i think it's a dope idea uh, I think once virtual reality is more mainstream, I think that'll be bigger. Because I have an mm-hmm. Oculus Quest right now, mm-hmm. and the shit that they do on there is sick. Like, there were some virtual concerts that I saw. Um, they're doing Metallica Mondays now, where they're All right. they're doing um, one of their classic shows from the vault. And they're yeah. showing it in VR, and you just yeah. watch the footage there. So, I think eventually once, like, it's like the PlayStation where, <laughs> shit, everyone has a PlayStation or an Xbox just for Netflix or Hulu or whatever. Yeah. Like, it comes to the point where everyone is has uh, virtual reality easily accessible to them, I think that'll be a huge thing, especially for, like, basketball games. Like, how sick would it be if, like, yo, pay $20, you get courtside seats virtual? Ronnie J. 
Ronnie J? Yeah. Ronnie J on the beat? <laughs> yeah. Yo, he's from here? I think he's from Broward. Dude. Wow. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he did X's stuff. Yeah. He did all the X's stuff. Yeah. And I think he's actually embroiled in, like, some some shit with, with his estate, trying to get money uh, off of off of the songs. Because one of that. his one of X's most famous songs was uh, uh, Look At Me. Yeah. And he did that shit. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I mean, I can't blame his mom, like... The dude had an empire. Like this kid was twenty, yeah, and he had like shit. Um, how, I mean, they put out two records since he passed, I think. Yeah, and so I mean, how much if those records actually got finished? Because to me, I I, I didn't support it. Uh, I didn't I didn't like bad. I think there were a couple songs on there, like the one Kanye did, one minute. I thought that was good. I thought there were a couple good hooks on there, but there mm-hmm. was no real verses. There was no real substance in this because it was in, it was unfinished. Mm-hmm. They released it as a cash grab. So the kid has so much potential, and um, yeah, I, I feel for 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 Ronnie. Y- you basically a, a lot of the times now people fuck with a beat more than they fuck with lyrics, and that's something that I've had to adjust to because every time I've really fucked with an artist or fucked with a song or an album, it's been the content of the lyrics. Mm-hmm. They're relatable to me. I can empathize with them for whatever reason. It's just I fucked with like songwriting, real clever songwriting. And now it's not about that. Like, I guess since we've seen that rise of the engineer and the producer being big, maybe that's why. Yeah, more so it's, today's about, it's all about the majority. Uh-huh. Like most, it's all most mainly about the, 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 the backbone of the beat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And so, so like, if you're Ronnie J, you're like, yo, I, pr- I, I produced all, pretty, yeah. like all the hits from before he got where he got. I'd be kind of hot too. Um, you're in that field. Do you dabble in in making beats and stuff like that? Uh, I mean, from time to time, like I, I do, I do sound design. Okay, right. What so, is sound design? Can you explain that to me? Because I've never heard that before. Yeah, sound design is it's almost like it's like a combination of uh, composing and, and I guess maybe some like beat making as well. Okay. Um, but uh, my partner Lucas and I um started this company and like officially started it in like February, February, March, and um we do so our stuff is more like um targeted ads so we like we we do a lot of stuff for cash app right um so they'll they'll create like an animation an ad send it to us we'll do the, we'll design the sound we'll compose you know like maybe the beat or like all the foley like the that has or whatever yeah the jingle will 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 produce the foley um and the you know like from like if the characters like walking, you know the footsteps. You do make. that, yeah. We do that, or we, you know, that's really cool. There's like a swish in the background, of like water or something. Mm-hmm. Like we, we just did, we finished one today. You know, we're like uh, for like a Coke thing, right? It's not 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 so not not the actual Coke company, but a uh, separate project. And like there were some splashes that hit the can, so you got to kind of figure out what sounds would kind of go with that. To, do you, you know, just grab a can and splash water on it? I mean, of mic? <laughs> uh, yeah, like yeah, there's like so that's like field recording, right? So yeah, yeah we could take you know we take water, or we could, um, or you can even take we take a spray bottle or something, and we even just spraying that sound like that's you know that sounds like a can a coke can opening, right? Right. right. So you can use that, or, oh. and then you can manipulate it and maybe make it bigger to where the coke is splashing on the can you know stuff like that that's um, so cool dude. yeah bro so we yeah we do stuff i didn't even plan on getting into that because like you know what i'm saying lucas and i just linked in college and we just you know we remained good friends and um the opportunity to present it present presented itself yeah and, uh, <laughs> we all do what we got to do for yeah out, man <laughs> yeah so it just it kind of worked out so me, we just kind of kept with it um 
you dropped out of college twice for for two different fields. Um, but you've been playing drums since you were nine or eight, and you mm-hmm. really enjoyed it. So at at what point did you decide? Oh, I'm going to go to college, even though I really want to play the drums. Like when I got the internship at the studio, when I was working with um, like where Jordan was recording. But if you were it, if you were <coughs> working at a studio, wouldn't that incline you to want to work? in the music business more instead of going to college for the eye stuff or the communication stuff? Like, well, why I, did you do it? So the communication and stuff and the eye stuff came before I went to the studio. So I was still trying to find out what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to do music. I knew I wanted to play drums. So why decide to go to college? Because I wanted to do uh, the tech side. Okay. And I thought, you know, the best way also I'm beyond like, you know, I'm, I'm black. You feel me? Like, someone unless i have and i didn't have the the relationships um at least tight tight enough relationships for me to you know to get in the door of uh to sit down and like and learn uh you know learn like learn pro tools learn you know learn the whole mixing console learn the board i also didn't have the uh like the mentality like the mindset as yet i was still kind of like getting my feet wet you feel me and I felt like, you know, with school, it was just like, all right, cool. I can go to school. I can learn. I can get homework to, you know, uh, to like, you know, just to tighten it up. Yeah, to reinforce myself. Yeah. You know, so that when then I can come back and then I could like apply what I took at home and then do it here for this next assignment and then continually build. And that is kind of like what worked for me. Um, and the engineer that they had there at the time, um, some people are they're not good teachers. They're good at what they do, but there's not some pe- some people aren't good teachers. Um, yeah, that's but, very true. Yeah, I'll be and I like like I. So what do you do to overcome that? If you're in a class with somebody who's really dope at whatever it is they're teaching, but they're just not a good teacher, like how do you learn? You just you learn it yourself. You figure it out. Like just you talk take to you your just peers take, and shit. Yeah, you just take the yeah you, yeah you can talk to them, or you can even just if if the teacher's telling you okay hey this is this bulk this bulk of information is important for you to learn. Because this is going to help you get to where you need to go. I'm not good at teaching it, but I'm going to try and teach it to you anyway. Then you're like, okay, I'll just take that information myself. I'll listen to what you have to say because I'm still learning. Right. Like we were just saying earlier, mm-hmm. I'm going to try my best to learn something from you. Even if I learn that you're not a good presenter of this information, mm-hmm. I'm going to take it and I'm going to learn it outside of school. I'm going to learn it myself. I'm going to reinforce myself when I get home. A lot of the, the work that I did in school, I'd say 60% was... I learned outside of school. Then the 40% was just the connections and like the little things, the sound design sound design was only like, like a couple weeks of a semester class that covered so much more, but I took a liking to it and I didn't think I would end up, you know, doing it. It would be sustaining me, you know, through this COVID crisis that we're doing right now. And it has. So, um, you know, so yeah, that kind of worked out. I also will say, um, your work ethic has to be, kind of there too you have to know like okay set it you know make a schedule you feel me you know you don't don't just you know say you want to do something and then just slack off yes yeah, like off because that's how i was doing when i when i did when i went to school to be an optician when i switched majors to do communications uh i used to suck at math you feel me and then when i applied myself and i was just like okay let me come up with a thing you know routine i could figure you know and bro i just was a's from from that point on and now i kind of like math because i like problem solving i taught myself how to better problem solve things, how to, you know, take things outside of, you know, even it just helped me outside of just not, not with just school, but outside in like in the real world, yeah. you know, how to, yeah. how to do things. Well, so. you take things you learn in a classroom and you apply it to real world situations. That's, that's yeah. the whole 
point of being educated. You yeah. Know? yeah. Um, so I guess you, you were majoring in these in these other fields, but you were taking music classes on the side. Basically? I wasn't even taking music classes. I was just just always I was playing gigs. I was playing a lot of gigs. And every time it's like for every gig that I played, like I just three times as much wanted to just play music instead of going back to school again on Monday or the next day. Right. Um, So eventually it just sunk in like, man, I'm really, I'm really not feeling this. I would rather do something else with my time. The first, and I I was, I was 17, my first, uh, first semester in in the program. And I, I like, I got just just relations, just connections, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, when I graduated high school, I met these dudes. I, I just hit them, just like how you were hitting up people to get, you know, get on your show. I was hitting up people on Facebook to, you know, try and f- like just to play. And uh, I got invited to go to this this event, this this uh, this event they had once once a month. It's called Hypering Studios. It was a it was a tattoo shop. They used to have these like ciphers, rap yeah. ciphers once a month. So they bring like local rappers in Broward and whatever, bring them out. That's hard. And yeah, it was dope. You know what I'm saying? They had graffiti artists out there. You know, it was like a consistent thing. So I hit them up. They got me on. And uh, I just said, I'm a drummer. So they just uh, linked up with the DJ that night. And I was just playing with the DJ. And then from there, from that DJ and, uh, you know, us playing together, I've developed, you know, a relationship. And then he, he, he brought me, he ended up bringing me to his gigs that he was doing and bro we were playing at like an ale house in north miami beach every monday you know what i'm saying like picture like an like a north miami beach ale house yeah, you know yeah. I me mean? and yeah. there's just like a like a dj and a drummer in the corner that's hard you know, some nights were completely dead and then some yeah. nights were just like you know kind of okay but we you know it was cool because i was like damn okay cool i got like a residency i'm making a little money here this is kind of you know and then like i said the next morning i had school so i'm doing all these things outside of that and that's giving me the motivation to keep doing music so when I get to class, I'm just kind of like, I really don't want to do this. This is training. <laughs> this is just like, you know, I don't want to look into a phoropter and tell you, you know, the, give you a prescription on your lens. It's like, that's not what I'm, you know. But my parents, like, I understand where they're coming from, like, especially my dad's side. He's an immigrant. You feel me? He's coming from, from Trinidad and Tobago. So when they when they came here back in, like, the 80s, right, they all went to Howard University. It was, like, this top black school to go mm-hmm. to back then and probably still is today. Yeah, I think so. And they all went into the medical field. Doctors, my dad, like, had a great career, you know, in in, his med- in the medical field. And, um, you know, I just wanted that for me. He just wanted me to be – he just knew, like, anything, anytime, anytime anyone goes into the medical field, it's a guarantee, like, yo, you got a job for the rest of your life. Right. You know, so he was just looking at that as opposed to like music. They my, both my parents thought it was just going to be a hobby. But, you know, I'm still, you know, and I do struggle, you know, you struggle. I'm struggling to, you know, to try to still make this work and keep it alive. So that's where, you know, you have to be smart in, you know, picking up other things like sound design right. or like learning more about business, not just music business, but maybe business outside of music that you can kind of you know, keep going for like the lessons and, you know, doing stuff like that. Yeah. And it gets to a certain point where like the real world hits you and you don't have eight hours of downtime a day to, to practice your drums or whatever. And so it's like, it gets to a point where it's like, okay, well, can I pay my bills or can I practice? Yeah. You know? So it's like, you got to find a way to make the money within it. And I, something I was talking to Johnny Christ about, um, was if, if you get into the music business, specifically for money you're probably not gonna be super successful just because uh uh it's 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 an art business you know what i mean and Mm -hmm. um there's just like that mentality of like 
trying to write a hit single or something like that is it's is different than just trying to be creative trying to get your ideas out yeah um but so that's why I think like yeah you need to find some kind of avenue to make money and it it doesn't necessarily need to be like my band is the avenue it's like let me find some shit on the side so that I can finance my band so that I can put the time towards my band and stuff yeah. uh so I think that's really cool of a point for you to touch on but with the college thing that's what I was trying to get at I was trying to kind of see if like there was any parental pressure cuz it's such a norm thing like go to school go to college graduate get a job yeah and the world is not that anymore no, it's not. Uh, it's so it depends, bro. Like, like I said, man, I'm I'm black. You know, we're, okay. you and I were kind of like we're minorities. You know, in yeah, a I'm way. Dominican. I look yeah. super white. Right. So, I know that. I know if <laughs> if I go to apply for a job, you know, and maybe I'm being completely biased, but I've seen the situation. I've seen it been. I've it's been told many many times. Right. Mm-hmm. If I go in to get a job, and the uh, you know someone of whiter comp- a white guy goes in to get a job right and let's say he gets the job over me right even though i have a piece of paper this degree saying that i completed that i that i started and finished this thing right he might still get the job over me maybe just because it it, it may, maybe may sometimes it, it's, it's a been bag. like that you it's a really mixed bag yes exactly no. but and it's been proven and it's been said you know that you know that's why at least it's, it's been engraved it's been planted in my head like hey you you know it, it just sucks that i just have to you still i have it, you have to work as much you have to work twice as hard as this other dude who might have the advantage over you just because of their complexion you know, um, my my both my parents were immigrants from the Dominican Republic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was born in New York City, but it just so happened that my mom was here. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? She wanted a life here in America, so yeah. she decided to come chase it. Um, so I consider myself Dominican, like 100%. Get okay. Anybody who look, Yeah, get okay. Ya tu sabes, So, but anybody who looks at me is going to assume I'm white. Yeah. Um, and... I've kind of had like a bit of trouble like like accepting that um because I, I I've gone to DR, I spent summers over there, I went to school for mm-hmm. for one year over there like I'm Dominican, you know, mm-hmm. and so I kind of have a hard time like dealing when people tell me that I have white privilege and like it's just a it's a dialogue that I want to have. Like mm-hmm. don't don't feel scared to tell me shit like yeah, I'm not right. It's not trying to have an argument. It's yeah. just like, and even though um, I explain, like, yo, I'm Dominican, like, okay, yeah, but you're white. You, you you gain from white privilege, and it's like, I don't see it, you know, but hearing you tell your experience right now, it's like, yo, like, I mean, has it happened to you? Do you feel like you've ever been slighted in that way, personally, or, or do you know somebody who has? And I'm not saying, uh, like, I'm not trying to invalidate you at all. I'm not yeah. saying it's not um, real. I'm just saying, um, I think, like... I guess in this case, like someone who looks like me, but is 100% Dominican. I mean, do do they benefit from from white privilege? Like, does my name on the application being John Carlos like is that a minus for me? I don't I don't know. You know what I mean? So I guess I just kind of want to get your perspective because I don't know. I think that so like the application thing, right? Yeah. So you know when you mark down whether you're African American or Native American or you know Hispanic, Hispanic. Whatever. Yeah. Before, so I I thought they, 
I w- I was always like, well, why, I wonder why they why they ask for your ethnicity. And me too. Then I figured, okay, maybe they do it because they want to equally balance out, you know, the ethnicity between stores or wherever applic or wherever you're trying to apply. Right. You know, they want it to be. They don't. You know, it looks bad from the outside looking in when you just have you know when you're at a factory and let's say 95 percent of the workers are just you know or white caucasian sure you know yeah or vice versa or vice versa so okay he's an african-american okay cool let's bring him on you know uh but now are you bringing me on because you need your ethnicity to balance out or because i'm actually skilled and talented and what you need me to serve you know and like for this job this position um how do you determine that like it's like I said, it's such a mixed bag. Sometimes you, you, you don't know, know anybody Some, the first time you meet them, you know, like their no, intentions, their souls. Uh, yeah, sometimes, sometimes you don't. And like, you know, that's why you have closet racists out there. You have people mm-hmm. that, you know, I've, I'm friends with these people on Facebook. I went to. I saw an Instagram post you put up where someone put up the black square on June 2nd. Yeah. And you know, and then. Trump post. Yeah. And then it's like, yeah, and then a Trump post and it's like, well. Huh? You know, you, yeah, it's like, you know, what, what is it? You know, is it both? Is yeah. it, you know, like, are you, you know, people, they, and I, you see, so like, let's take this election, for example, you know, you see, you know, we kind of see this downward spiral, you know, that Trump is kind of, it's it kind of, it's always been going down or at least the environment of people that I surround myself, we're all very educated and we know what we're talking about. We see it. We're people of color. We know what's going on and what's possible, what's good, what could happen. Now, I also am friends with people who are pro-Trump, who are pro, you know, I have white Latino friends who are Republican pro. Not saying there's anything wrong with being a Republican. I, I kind of, I value some Republican values, you know, like old beliefs and just like, you know, you work hard, you get, you know, but then if you dig deeper, then there's, such things as like bootstrapping and redlining and, you know, all those old, you know, those terms, terms that still relate to today that are kind of that kind of stem from Republican beliefs that, it, you know, but the main point I'm, I'm trying to say is that um, if like I don't know how to say this, um, I won't let you get your point. So just take your time. I don't know how to say this, like just. I don't know, like, we see them. You feel me? Like The racist, you're saying? Yeah. You know, like, you see when they comment, you see what posts they make that that are... And I tell... Okay, I can easily unfollow them and not see that. Yeah. But I want to see it because you I just want to... Educate yourself on the other side, like, what not even educate. shit they're doing? Yeah, like, I... Like, it's, there's only so much education you can do to understand a racist. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Facts. Like, you don't... It, there's really no education to kind of see it. It's just like, okay, I see you're this way because of... You know, because of how of this, you know, it was probably taught to you, or because maybe you. Well, it's definitely taught. It's no definitely taught. Born racist, right? It's it was definitely taught. You know, uh, I think that that um, you know, like the the, <laughs> the exploitation, you know, of like even of even doing, you know, of like of, of work and stuff. Some people, it's you know, people. That's and that's I think that's what the Af- the African American community, the black population, bro. Like, there's the, we only make up. You know, thirteen percent. Thirteen, yeah. Thirteen percent of this of the U.S. economy, right? All we're asking for, you know, is our thirteen percent, and we don't even have that. We don't even own our thirteen percent. You know, if we, why, why are they afraid to, you know, to let us or to to give us what, you know, uh, 
to give us that, you know, to give us, you know, this, this country is built on, you know, it's built on stolen land. It's built on, uh, you know, the, the backs of immigrants, you know, it's, yeah. you know, no, uh, it is. Um, I, I, I don't like, disagree with anything you said. I just, uh, how do you go about doing that? I mean, is it just, is it reparations? Is it like, cause like you said, um, when you get hired, you check that box. Hey, uh, I'm African American. I'm a Black American. What, whatever the box says, right? You check that box. Like, am I being hired because they want to fill a quota, or am I being hired because of the skill? So, do you just give the entire African American community X amount of money just so that they, quote unquote, own their 13 percent or start their businesses or whatever it is? Bro, if they did uh, that, man. If, if, <laughs> but how many unqualified people would get that too? Because we have this $1,200 check thing where. How many millions of dollars were mailed to dead people? Here's the, thing. the government is never efficient. That's my right. problem is like giving the government that power of, hey, we decide we're going to give this community of people X amount of money. I don't you think I, mean? I don't think those reparations will, will ever, will ever, will ever happen. Right? No, not or, or not or even happen? fix anything. I don't think that'll ha- I don't think they'll happen. Well, they did for the Japanese, which is funny because we had those internment camps here. That was in the 40s. Mm-hmm. It was it didn't last nearly as long as slavery or anything of the sort. And we cut them a check. We never, it never happened for for African Americans, right? You know, look at the, you know. Why do you sell it? Won't we happen? Sell, dude, I. It's just, it's just the common thing of just like you know why black people have it the worst. I think African American, not not just African American women, but just black women in general have it the worst in this country, and I mean all over the world. I think black. I think and I, I was, I was saying this. Uh, I was having a discussion. Um, you know, like about this with some friends and like, uh, you know, yeah, like someone was saying, you know, we were, they were saying like, you know, the Afro Latina woman, you know, has a different because they're of a lighter complexion, but you know, they they're not accepted on the white side, they're not really accepted on the black side. Um, but then I said, you know, I said, okay, I, I understand where you're coming from, but let's just take this in a in the white man's world where, if you're just black, you're kind of kind of you know. On the low end, really, you know, but if yeah, if you're on a lighter complexion, you, you may be more accepted. If you look at commercials, you don't see anybody black, black on these commercials. Right. You know what I'm saying? When's the last time you saw Lupita, you know, what's her last name? Nyong'o. That she's, yeah, yeah she's, she's Mexican and African. Is she? Yeah. I didn't know. That. Her mom is Mexican. Did her dad is African. Didn't know. You know that. what I'm saying? And they had, they, there was like a dispute with, you know, they had a model because they couldn't find a celebrity who was Mexican for Mexican heritage, something, something month or whatever on a magazine. And they could have easily put her on there or something like that. Or maybe she was on there, but they were like, oh, no, she's not Mexican or, you know, but they, you do your research. You know, she is, you know. And uh, but like I was saying, you know, they you know, just find that, you know, black people, they just you have it. You feel me? Have it. Yeah. You know, have it the worst, man. There's like there there, there won't be any reparations. I, I don't feel like W.E.B. Du Bois. You know, he had this this kind of this thing called the talent of 10th, which is like you take the top 10 percent. I think of the African American population, and you put them in different sectors throughout the government, throughout this country. Right? You have one in economics, finance, you know, different political, you know, wherever arts, whatever, and you you put them, you put these people in positions of power, and then their knowledge, their teachings would trickle down to the communities, and then those communities would would, would be would be built up, um, you know, and into something great, and but. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want that. Not not us, but you know the. I'll say the white majority. They you know they're they they're in fear of that because I tell myself 
and this might sound biased, but I know we're great. I know I know minorities. I know black people. I know we are great. You know, we're kings where we come from, you know, back in the, in Africa, in the motherland, mm-hmm. right? And they're, they're fearful of that um, because they hold, you know, they hold the power at, the, know, moment. at the moment in these, you know, in these, in this government, right? So, uh, a uh, something that I post to you because there, there's a, a popular statistic that's get, that gets thrown around um, here in the U.S. Like, oh, by such and such year, 40 percent of the population in the U.S. is going to be Latino or whatever it is. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And like you said, people are scared of that. It's white people specifically <laughs> mm-hmm. scared of that because right now they're the majority. So the thought for them of being the minority is like, whoa, like what? You know, yeah. it, it's so foreign to them. They mm-hmm. can't imagine it. Um, And you could easily be like, oh, well, that's kind of racist. And um, I disagree with, uh, again, this is a straw man argument. You didn't say that. I'm mm-hmm. just saying, like, a, a lot of people could take that mindset of white people don't want the majority of the country to be something other than white as being racist. But I think if you take that same concept and you go to Italy uh, and you tell them, hey, in 40 years, the majority of uh, people who live in Italy are going to be French. Uh, and uh, unless those French people decide to assimilate to Italian culture, Italians are going to have a problem with that because if Italians have such a rich history, you could do that with any country. You tell what is what is what is white culture? I don't know. I don't know. You have Italian culture, right? right? You have French culture. You have French culture. English. Well, I what guess is English, right? British. British is their culture though. That's completely. If different. it was British, then we'd still be you know still be uh, indebted to the king. <laughs> we'd probably yeah we'd still be using kilometers instead of miles. We'd Facts. still be you know Facts. using their you know their scales and whatnot and and how they go about their way of life. But no, we're American. We're independent from them. So what is our culture today? Even in music, you know, uh, bro, black <laughs> black culture is heavily influential influential yeah definitely in this american culture yes you know what i'm saying like black history sorry american history is black history correct this country like this country is built on slaves that's a good you know it's built on the what you said before like what is our culture that's yeah they're it's it's like you know it's come on you know even if you take man look at the if anyone were to read the full anthem of the star spangled banner because we only read, bro. Like you can read, you can, if you read the rest of it, you know it's. I can't remember. I can't, you know. If I, I'd paraphrase if I were yeah, saying, sure, but sure. it was like something about the idea to protect it. our protect our slaves and something else. Oh shit! Yeah, something like that. I mean, you could you could research it. If I'm yeah, wrong, yeah, for sure, for sure. I, yeah, you know what I'm saying. But that take it with a grain of salt. People. Yeah, like just focus. The, like we only say the first that first. You know that first, like selective first part. Yeah, exactly. We don't we don't talk about you know, talk, and it's literally information that's right there. Just do your research and find it. I find a pledge of allegiance so ironic too, with liberty and justice. With liberty for all. and justice for all. It doesn't really huh? seem like liberty and justice for all, especially you know with these times. It, for a long, the longest time, for a long ass time, it just not has. It obviously hasn't been that way. And then you look you at know? the picture of uh, of the forefathers drafting up the uh, the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. You know, all men are created equal. Every man in this room is white. Exactly. Every man in this room is white. I'm pretty sure there were some black men in there, but they were slaves. And they Correct. didn't. You know what I'm saying? And like, oh, well, well yeah, but, you it was know. A, there yeah. was someone who made a point where when, um, you know, it, at one point it was illegal for blacks to read. So they were passing yeah. laws on, on black people. And if you even knew what the law was, you're going to jail. Exactly. Because if, because if you were educated... 
You know, that mean that's why they that it's and that is exactly why exactly and that is exactly why the point I'm making with my immigrant parents, my mom, my my dad coming here. That's why they stress education, right? Because if you have, because they say education is the key, just knowledge is power. Mm-hmm. You know, but today it's I feel you know it's a little it's a little different. You don't necessarily there's not a there's not a blueprint like not, there was twenty years ago. Yeah, well, okay, if you go to school, like yo, you got it. Yes, today yeah, it's yeah. like because every you know we have digital ac- access to anything. We have YouTubers online. that are younger than than both of us making guap exactly right now. making you know buku money, buku. right? Right? <laughs> yeah. Feel me? And they like so. Um, yeah, so that's why they, that's why they force that, not force it, but like kind of push that. Exactly. Yeah, and my mom too. My mom, the day I told my mom, yo, I don't want to go to college. I want to pursue music. She beat the shit out of me. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's just you know what I'm saying no, not like in a you know what I'm saying it's just that's how I was disciplined when I was a kid, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so it's like yeah, she instilled that path into me. Like hey, you go to school, you go to college after you graduate, and that's how you get your job. And you know, um, I think that's a that's a, that's the mentality of people who migrate here because they migrate here for bigger and better things than where that they can achieve in their country, yeah, wherever they came from, uh, regardless of whether or not they love their country or not. You know, what I'm saying like my mom loves DR, but she mm-hmm. just realized that there's there's a ceiling, yeah, there's a glass ceiling of where you can get down there, yeah. That unless you're some reggaeton artist or a baseball player mm-hmm. or a doctor, like you're really not. I mean, where what can you do? You know what I'm saying. So my my girlfriend's from DR, uh-huh. right? And we I've we went I went one year and like I love DR. Yeah, it was cool. It was different. I usually go to Tobago, Trinidad, Tobago, right? And I, I find go to San, uh, Santo Domingo. Okay, or the capital, but I've never been to to Trinidad. I went to yeah, Trinidad's nice. Tobe- Tobago, Tobago is nice. Okay. Trinidad, Trinidad's cool, but Tobago is nice. Trinidad, yeah. I, it kind of gets like this bad rap a little bit. Uh, like, like kind of dangerous, no? Um, like Puerto Rico. So I don't really know. I don't really know about like the state of current affairs in Trinidad right now. Like with crime, I know it's, I know it used to be pretty high, um, but you know I'd still say it's you know it's definitely a place to check out. For sure, (laughs) Obama went. I think he had like a meeting there, a world meeting or something there, like years ago. If you're trying to kill Obama, I mean you're you got some balls. (sighs) I don't think I think Obama's fine wherever he goes. (laughs) Yeah, Obama. I mean, yeah, I think Obama can walk if if Obama just surrounded himself with just like just. Black people in general, man, I'd, I'd take a bullet for the man. You feel me? Yeah. Like, you know, that's a pretty happy thing. You know, to I, 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 um, I, I, when I was, um, younger, you know, in 2008 when Obama got, you know, I, I loved Obama. You know what I'm saying? I yeah. want him to be president. I, I fucking hate Hillary Clinton. I can't, mm-hmm. cannot stand that lady. She's just so corrupt. And, um, just when you learn, I mean, Obama um, did some nasty shit. You know what I'm saying? Just like every president, though. Yeah, I mean, I don't think just any, like every president. no politician. You gotta, you have to kind of play dirty in a way. And that's why I can't respect that. Get, you feel me? Like I respect him. You gotta play as the I first African American president. It's that's a, game. a hum, it's humongous achievement. It's a game. It's a game. Trump played that game right in 2016. You period. It. You feel me? That's why I, I'm not. I, I could be mad he won the election because, uh, like I said, he played the game. Now with Obama's, like, I mean, he he ran on anti. Gay marriage, you know what I'm saying? He ran on what was popular at the time. He's done drone strikes. He's done all the nasty shit that Bush did. Obama's done it as well. He also reinstated the Patriot Act, which gives the NSA uh, ability to tap our phones whenever they want. The, basically what Ed Snowden um, whistleblowed about. And speaking of Ed Snowden, he lives in Russia now because he's not allowed back in the U.S. Because if he comes back, he's getting arrested. Right. And that was under Obama's watch that that, that all happened. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of shit that he's done. And there's a lot of shit that every president's done, like I said. Um, that just kind of made me lose respect for the office in general, just because, yo, I mean, we've done some atrocious shit. Like, um, there, there was um, an American citizen, he was a teen, uh, teenager, I think he was 
16 or 17 or 18, like around that uh, range. And his father was a uh, uh, a terrorist. Like uh, at at one point, he was on like a watch list and all this shit. And uh, he was from Yemen, and he was. Uh, his father went back to live in Yemen, took his family with him, mm-hmm. and uh, during a drone strike where they're trying to get uh, th- his dad, um, they ended up getting them both. So really? a drone strike that Obama approved ended up killing a, a... He was born here. I mean, he lived in Yemen because his dad moved to Yemen, but his son was born here, so he was a U.S. citizen. Mm-hmm. There's no Congress vote on it or nothing. You just get to drone bomb whoever you want, and Trump does the same shit. Trump is no better. Mm-hmm. But I just think we it, it's a crazy thing when when before, you know, World War Two, Vietnam War, like Congress had to agree collectively. Yeah, we're going to war. We all agree on this stuff. Even the, the public a little bit, the, the consensus had to be there. Whereas like now the president can decide to, to, to bomb some shit, not consult anybody. We'll never hear about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so it's just such a weird game that they play. But getting back to um the, the, the topic we we're on earlier about. um like given like the the top 10 percent of african-americans like these different positions in, in politics and whatnot yeah. um I, I i feel like the the reason that a lot of the plight that's going on right now in that community of course i could be way off is um there was systematically a plan to to ruin that community with you know the the crack epidemic in the 80s the war on drugs yeah so it's like it was meticulous the way they did it let's take the fathers out of the home let's get the 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 families dependent on on government care such and such Mm -hmm. and and they did it for so long that i think you need that same meticulous energy into giving back to that community and fixing what the wrongs that they did like it's not they're never gonna give it it's not even it's not meticulous i mean it I'm saying it was it was it was meticulous when they start when when, when they when, did it when the plan was executed, and now it just became a general thing. So now all all you really have to do is like okay let's <laughs> let's do this let's as they say you know what I'm saying let's defund the police you mm-hmm. feel me and let's take all right let's take let's take let's take a billion from you know from this police fund that we have and let's thoroughly let's re, let's let's divide this up amongst you know the African American. I'm saying well thought as well thought out as that bullshit war on drugs was to, to ruin the black and Latino community, that same effort has to be put into fixing it, I think. Because that you don't come up with a plan like the war on drugs and, 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 and the crack epidemic overnight. You feel me? Like no. so much thought went into how are we gonna fuck this shit up for these people? And so I think that same like I said, like A lot of I think a lot of thought goes I, I, there doesn't have to be I mean, I'm a big conspiracy guy too, so I could yeah, just be way. I don't think there has to be a like a a precise plan to sure maybe to execute the plan but the idea is very simple i get yeah here's the, I get idea, what you're here's saying, the yes. idea let's just take a bunch of money that we have in this other sector that we're good on yeah like it's just excess money way and excess. let's exactly let's fuck it let's just give it to these people you know what i'm saying actually as a matter of fact how about we give them <laughs> bro if we if, if the united states right if the united states was just like hey guys um to the African-American community, hey, um, we're just going to give you guys uh, Atlanta, uh, Georgia. We're going to give you the guys the state of Georgia. What does that mean to you? What? If they just gave us Georgia? Yeah, like what do you mean give? Like, we're just going to – Georgia is your state. It is your home. It is your so, like, state. like they secede? They're not part of the U.S. anymore? Like what sure. do you mean? Yeah. Okay. I've I've had this conversation with, with a cousin of mine. I, I said, yo, what if we just 
you know, what if all the black people just, you know, we just went back home, went back to Africa, you know, or we just went and started our own utopia, right? It wouldn't matter because they'd probably find a reason to acquire us for resources or something, and they'd bomb us. They'd probably kill us, you know. That's Ameri- happened before. Exactly. The Mar- America's like, it's like the world police. You feel me? They are the world police. Yeah. As soon as something happens, oh, ooh, we got investments over there. We got to, let's go see what's happening over there. China, ooh, let's go see, you know. Uh, I'm not saying, you know, the Chinese, they, they kind of have their own thing going on, you know, with whatever, you know, but um, in regards to in regards to the black community, um, you know, I just, I strongly feel like this is, it's, it's not going to, um, the protests and everything, like this is like the biggest movement in protests that we've had in, in my lifetime. At and, least. and this is bigger than the civil rights movement back in the sixties. So it? they're saying, yeah, I mean, cause the this million is like, man March though. I mean, the million, well, maybe man it March, didn't happen because of COVID. Though. Well, no, well, no, okay. Let's take the million man March, but look at, look at the number of people with phones digitally, you know, who are protesting this. Um, even even yet, people in other countries. I was gonna say that what's crazy about this movement doing, is that exactly. it went around the world, exactly. London and other countries because off, yeah. like just like here, black people over there they may have it a little better than they would here, maybe. Maybe um, I have a cousin living in Germany, and he's telling me he's like, uh, I mean, he, he's thinking about just giving up his citizenship here in the states and just residing in. He's, he's in Germany for school for his ma- getting his masters. Shout out to Damien, yeah. but you know, he's told me he's like, yo. Uh, He's like, cuz I really think you should just, you know, think about, think about Europe. Coming to Europe? Think about it. I like, love Europe, man. If you I could, would love to go. I've yeah, never been. You could, you could carve, carve a path out. I mean, I have a friend in, in Holland. Oh, he knows German? Yeah, I think he speaks a little German. Yeah, I yeah. think he, you kind of have you know, to. Um, I have a friend named Damish, and he lives in Holland, and he's a drummer, and he's telling me, bro, with your skill, you know, playing the drums, you could definitely, you could easily get gigs over there in, in Amsterdam, and, you know, over there, and I'm like... I mean, I don't know. I mean, figure out, you know, what my, what this path is here, you know, first. But uh, I really feel like, like I said, this, you know, my, my cousin was saying, you know, the protests are happening today. Like, this is still just a start. This is still, it will always be just the start, even maybe 300 years from now. This won't, you know, nothing's, equality, actual equality will not happen maybe until, you know, our kids, I mean, if we're being our real, kids, bro, kids, like you know, yeah, until these adults. old fucks die, that ass. Like, well, like the bluntest way to say it is until all these old racist people die. We say that, we but then saying, we ain't seeing shit. But they're also raising the kids, right? Now. Exactly, and those are the so kids that are that are going to be raising their kids. And you're right, you're and right, then man. they're like, and that's why I said, you know, it's that a dirty cycle. These positions are, you know, they're handed down, and it's yeah. just like the Stays way they the family, how these businesses operate, and how these businesses run. You know. uh you know, hey, do things. You, hey, we we have because they have a lifelong tradition of doing things a certain way that kept them in power, that kept them, to, you know, these people in corporations to make money. You know, why would they want to break that that cycle? You know, let's just let's keep it running. Let's keep it running because you know, if we don't, then they're going to take over, and then it's going to be, you know, it's just like, well, what do you? That's what I'm saying. What do you? What do you got? We're not asking. We just want equality. Our thirteen percent equality. I yes, we want. Our, we want. We just want. You know what I'm saying? We want our, we just, that's it. We just want our piece of the pie. We know if we get our piece of the pie, if we get our piece of the pie, right, we probably won't have to depend on, you know how many black Wall Streets there were? And they were all burned down, right? you know, by the white, white race. Man. White yeah. man, why buy a white man? Because why? They're afraid, you know, whatever. They don't want us. They don't, you know, it's like, you know what I'm saying? They're, they're saying they, they don't want you to win. You know, they don't want us to win. They don't want us to like, you know, to be great, you know? And not that it should be that way. And it shouldn't. It shouldn't be that way. But 
there's something about like people who overcome that and persevere like um like bro they they're the strongest uh, they're the strongest they're the people. strongest people that it shapes in you yeah i'm not even i'm not even trying to brag right now but i find and it, it just from history in the states right the african american person the african american male female we've always been the people at the forefront of the minority to advocate for like civil rights just basic things that we would need that you know that that make us equal to this other race or whatever you know um and i find that you know that's and that's what the black lives matter movement is it's not just about just not black not just black lives yeah you know, someone fighting. who takes it that literal is literally just looking for yeah some shit. it's just saying black we okay we're calling it black lives matter because you know i'm not saying they call it this way but just because you know black lives are being killed more you know for petty petty you know petty shit the, the cops should never be the judge jury and executioner for, exactly you know what i'm saying especially for, not a traffic stop or a dui stop for little things such as that and it's just like you know even even i i get i get upset about the um you know maybe having like an ounce of weed on you you know That's, and then like and then we decriminalize and it. then slapping you know slapping 20 you used to have guys in, in prison right now serving 25 because when clinton was in office he signed you know whatever act it, you know, around the time of the war on drugs, um, then when he got, you know, elected years later, there was a bill passed, you know, that just deemed, you know, the possession of we of drugs to be severe, you know, like a felony, like, yo, 25 to life, 25 to life. So now you go in these, these black communities where obviously the drugs are running rampant, you know, you could easily, you could easily set up facilities to, you know, to, to, you know, provide therapy or whatever, or you know, some kind of rehabilitation. Community com- shit. Some something. You know, even you know, having some white dude with a gun pull up and start yelling and shit and escalating the situation. Yeah, or yeah, just yeah, something like that. Just you know, and and here, okay, here we're gonna take these people off. You know, but it's just it's uh, it's a ses- it's a system. It's already set up. It's already in place, and that's kind of how, you know, that's kind of how I guess they want it you know to be but someone does someone yeah because like it like you said it hasn't changed so there has to be a group of people that want it to stay that way unfortunately yeah do you but then they say the race thing is you know i also they say it's like kind of a smoke screen for capitalism which is can be i, I can do be think that because there's a take advantage of it like all these companies putting out statements and oh and, yeah for sure oh like yo yeah. it's so phony like i'm saying me, take man. take that like that post i put you know with that girl Black Lives Matter, you know, and then a few days later, support Trump, you know, well, those two are completely two different things, you know, yeah. it's like, which one is it? So I even, I even, f- like, I go back to look at the people that I follow, some of those celebrities that I follow, and, you know, it's, okay, it's it's the black picture on June 2nd, but then, you know, it's, the next day, it's like, okay, back to business, you know, well, and, then, and then that's all you would ever hear about facts. it, you know, so you gotta, you just have to be, you have to, you know, have to do your research and be aware, it's just like, oh, well, well, were you just doing this because of... Because it's the fucking trend. Because it was just the bus, you know, yes. just to hop on the bus and join everybody else, hop yes. on the bandwagon or, you know, and, and that's like, come I on. I think it's disgusting. Yeah, it's like, it's not, that's not right. It's not cool. You know, you just, it, once again, it's like, it's like almost like an exploitation in a way. You're just using... You, it is you, Yeah, you know, you're, yeah. Using, you're using this cause to... To benefit your To sales. benefit, yeah, to or, benefit Or your yourself. social media page or whatever. Exactly. Oh, my God. Oh, well, these people are... This, this company's consciously aware. Like, oh, my God. Like, oh, okay, wow. let, yeah, me, let me... go buy their shit. Let me go, you know, and, and try and, you know, and see what's up with them. But 
And that's why mm-hmm. I, June 2nd was my birthday. So mm-hmm. I woke up that morning. I'm like, oh, I'm about to post about birthday. And then I see just black squares everywhere. I'm like, yeah. shit. Should June I 2nd, anything? that was a Tuesday. That's usually when I post drum videos. Right, right. Right? So. I, but I, I woke up and I see these black squares. Mm-hmm. And um, my first thought wasn't, oh, this is very cool. And so, you know, conscious. My, my thought, my first thought was the thought that came a few hours later. Mm-hmm. Hey, y'all are blocking out all the relevant information. Now, if you look up hashtag BLM or hashtag Black Lives Matter, you're just seeing black blackness, yeah. nothing. Yeah, you're, you're you're blocking out the relevant posts, and it almost felt like they were shooting themselves in the foot. Well, that's why they were saying when you they made it, uh, they made it known to not use that hashtag for that reason. Right, right. right. Throughout the day, it's, it's like, like so, so many changing things throughout the yeah. day, and I remember just thinking it was kind of. Like, no, I just thought it was kind of silly. Like, that specific idea, like, we're going to stick it to them by not posting about the shit we've been screaming about all week. It's like, they probably want you to shut up. You know what I mean? They probably want you to just post a black square and not say dick. Well, I think... You know? I think. Am I wrong? Oh, I think they... I mean, that's an, that's an idea. That's an opinion. I think they, they were trying to... Um, I think the real goal, which was like, let's were, not put out any music, let's not do any business. Well, no, they wanted that, right? they wanted to form, they wanted to show like unity amongst in this on this on the digital on the digital spectrum to say, hey, we are all aware of what's going on, and this is our stance that we can take together without you know maybe without being physically next to each other, but saying, hey, this 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 movement is important, and these. Black lives are important as much as you know all you know. Yeah, 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 for sure. So, um, this is why you know that's 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 why I feel they did it. Now, I saw, like you said, with the hashtag Blackout Tuesday, don't don't use it because it just kind of covers up. You know, Um, cool. If you go to the hashtag and it says Blackout Tuesday, at least you know that if you go to Blackout Tuesday, you will see nothing but black squares because on that day, that day was the day that the whole internet was like, we're fed up. You know, and here's the day that we're going to be, you know, that we're like, I have a, th- I have a calendar. My like tomorrow, tomorrow, Wednesday or whatever. No, tomorrow, tomorrow's, tomorrow's Tuesday. Tuesday. Hey, tomorrow, um, I have a thing where it's just like, don't spend any money. You know, I stopped going to, I stopped eating out to like different places. Now I started, I started researching like CEOs and who owns these corporations, who owns this Chili's down the street, who owns the IHOP, who owns the Waffle House, who owns... Um, Shit that you wouldn't have been conscious about before, right? Saying, yeah, like because it was just like, all right, let me just go. I mean, I knew, but it was just like, let me dig further because I want to find out. I want to be. Able, I want to. I want to do my part, even as as small as my that insignificant, not insignificant, but as small as that might be. I'm gonna do my part by keeping my money or investing it back into my community. So what I do, uh, anytime I, I was trying to eat out now, I go to Joy's Roadie Shop. Right down the street from my house, it's a Caribbean place, right? Um, it's you know, tr- it's West Indian food. Uh, I'll go to Golden Crust. You know, what I'm saying I'll just get a, I'll get a yeah. beef patch. You know, it's a Jamaican spot. Um, I did look up. I I know you been to Sunday's Eatery. I haven't been to Sunday's Trick Eatery. Daddy's place. I haven't been there yet. That shit you know is fire. I got I got to try it out. You feel me? Yeah. I gotta like I gotta I wanna you know I I usually you know my girlfriend and I go to we go to um this uh, Jamaican food truck. We used to go to this food truck every Monday in Hollywood, Young Circle, oh, right? Yeah, when dude, they used yeah, to have the Mondays. Oh, Bro, man, those were so sick. You feel me? Yeah, we got we got so good with the guy who owned it that, you know, his food was just really good. Anytime we showed up and there was a long-ass line, he would just tell us to come to the back and he'd hook us up. Hey. So now, and then now, you know, during COVID now, it's been a while since they've had that. Yeah. But 
he texts me. He's like, hey, we're having food this Friday or whatever up here. You know, come through. You know, yeah, I'll, I'll go through support. and go and support. Hell yeah. I have, I have ideas maybe to, to help, you know, not just with music, but just in with business in general, like building these, you know, these, these foundations and, and like these things in place to help put money back into, you know, to put money back into the community to help, you know, Cistrunk, where it's like predominant, where that was like a historically black neighborhood, you know, and also fun fact, like, you know, black neighborhoods are worth a lot to big businesses because, you know, their property value is so low, they just demolish the, you know, they, you know, they demolish gentrification. The, exactly. And they build up, you know, these, you know, these they big skyscrapers. people out of their own community. Exactly. And it's it happened up. in Winwood. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like yeah, Winwood yeah. In, in Miami, in, you know, in Miami, it's just, you go down there now, it's just like, you know what I'm saying? You, it's just it's condominiums like it's, and construction sites. Exactly. You know? Yeah. And then I feel like they're trying to make the play, the bar shut down by like a, like two or something now or some shit where like people are complaining in the condos like, Hey man, it's loud as shit. It's like, well, yeah, where do you yeah. fucking live? Idiot? Well, yeah. You know, it's, you know, but even, even though like you had, you still had people over there, but those people knew, you know, that even before all that stuff was there, it was just a regular, it was a black community. It was just like a minority, you know what I'm saying? A minority, you know, same place. And, um, but anyway, yeah, it's just, I want to, you know, I want to be able to, uh, to invest back into, into the black community. I want to, I want to, you know, teach tech maybe, you know, to, I'm starting to get into coding, right? Yeah. Uh, I want to be able man. to teach, um, cause there's not really a lot of, uh, black like technologists, you know, people that, that are into like, uh, you know, like coding and programming, yeah. you know, like saying like I have my, so I'm saying my family's very, I have a, my generation of cousins is like, there's nine of us right now in a group chat and we're like, we, you know, we all like, we're all co- like politically consciously aware of like what's going on, you know, but everyone, everyone in that chat, you know what I'm saying? They, they do very well for themselves. Um, and that's like a group of people I want to be surrounded with. And that's what you keep your circle small. And even if I had no friends to talk to, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, oops, like I had, um, like the poster I was saying earlier, where you know you being by yourself with mm-hmm. nothing, and then that's kind of like me. But I loosely have those people around me, you know, um, to help me build and 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 be great. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, you are who you surround yourself with, right? And that's something exactly. I've heard a lot, and it's true, man. Uh, so if you surround yourself with people who are doing big things, I mean, you're going to pick up shit. It's yeah. like as a drummer, um, one of the dopest things I, I was ever told that that uh, I applied, I mean, to this day, um, drummer from Eras One, Joseph, uh, he's an amazing drummer, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he told me like, yo, uh, he uh, another gospel, I mean, at a church every Sunday playing and shit and yeah. also in the metal band doing his thing. Um, he's like a lot. W- one thing I do is I'll just put on songs that I know, songs that I like, but I've never jammed out to. Jam Likewise. to shit that you don't yeah. normally jam to, and you're gonna pick up fills in a different way than you would have thought. Spotify, in a way. Spotify. Put. I, I, sorry do, about the fireworks. Sorry. I, don't know how it is. <laughs> I do uh my Spotify playlist. Um, I'll find a playlist on Spotify, random one, and I'll just put it on shuffle. And you just play whatever song comes up next, and that's you just that's dope. Hey, you do that for like an hour or two, and then today I found like I found a. A praise break. I didn't even know there was a praise break playlist on Spotify, and I found this song, and I'm just like, "Yo, you know what I'm saying? It's like it's a good, it's a good workout. Um, you know that that shit. It it helps. It helps you, you know, think outside the box and think more creatively and how to do things, and just it builds stamina and consistency. Yeah, and that's if, if one thing. That's this one thing my my uncle always said. He's like, "Yo, if 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 there's anything that I tell you in life, the most the, the if there's one thing I tell you, it should be just always just be consistent." 
Just be consistent. If you be consistent, you'll see progress over time. And that's just be consistent. Be consistent. Smart. Be I mean, uh, uh, and that's what anything, man, with, with weight loss, with um, trying to perfect a craft, with mm-hmm. cooking, don't matter. Mm-hmm. The consistency is the key. And that is what I've learned, man. Anything I haven't been consistent with, one, I, I probably wasn't passionate about to be to begin with. And two, I, I see marginal improvement, if any, at all. Mm-hmm. It's only when I sit down, excuse me, and say, hey, man, I'm going to do this twice a week or I'm going to do this at five days a week. Whatever mm-hmm. it is, I'm going to do it these days and I'm going to do it consistently like with this podcast. Um, if I wasn't serious about it, I wouldn't book a month ahead. I wouldn't hit you up three weeks ago. Like, right, hey, man, right. are you free on July or whatever? Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? To try yeah. and book the slots. Yeah. You know, I, I would have, and there's, and, you know, there's weeks where I just can't find a guest or whatever, but I, I still try and put content out like on, on Instagram yeah, man, or whatever. Uh, like, small wins. Yeah. Just make, focus on aim on small, aims for small wins and you eventually, they'll eventually they'll, they'll lead up to, to bigger things. You yeah, know? like interviewing Johnny Christ. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, you know that should happen. It happened. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So. And, and like, when I, it's one of those things where you, I, I'm not saying don't have expectations, but maybe lower them because, I, I don't know, it's a shitty thing to say, but I'm saying like, be uh, be, real, I, be realistic. Be realistic, yes, because yeah. if I came into this thinking, okay, Johnny Christ do my podcast, I'm, I'm making it big now. It's a wrap. Yeah. Like, I don't have to put in the same effort because I'm there or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's unrealistic. Like, yeah. If I if I said okay the Johnny Christ episode is gonna get me to a million subs or whatever I wouldn't have booked you I wouldn't have booked next week and I wouldn't have booked the week after mm-hmm. so uh, staying consistent is is definitely key and like when you surround yourself with people who are successful in anything like I said not even regard not even the same field as you you're gonna pick up traits of successful people the same way you pick up shit off of different music yeah even like my partner Lucas who we do the sound design stuff. Um, and now we're we're getting into like totally a whole bunch of other stuff too. But I partnered up with him because not only is he a good friend, he's better than me creatively with producing. Right? Always work with people who are better than you because they will help you, or you will find a way to help yourself to get better yourself. Or with them, they, yeah. they will help you. Um, like I'm good with business. I find good with business i can create you know but when if i you know i'm saying if you you put us both in a room to you know produce a song or what give us a stem a file whatever and we got to produce he's going to create something you know i'm not knocking myself down but i just know realistically you know lucas is a very good producer he's a strong producer he's a very good engineer he can you know he can figure these things out so now you take that and you take okay what is jordan good at I have the relationships. I'm, I can, I'm good at like, I'm good at writing a pitch or proposals and sending them out to people. And okay, cool. We got work now. Cool. Now we got work. Now we, you know what I'm saying? Now, so now you're the business side. He's like the creative. Yeah. Side. Like I think we both a hundred, a hundred, but like, yeah, like it's like, it's like 50, 50, but at the same time, and he has his, yeah, but we, we both, he can both, but you know, he can do some things in business. I can do yeah. some, you know, some things. But that's what makes y'all great partners. And that's what, ma- exactly. You know what I'm saying? I could, you know, anytime I could get like, and we got like some projects coming up this week that I wouldn't have taken on if I didn't think, you know, I, I wouldn't be able to do them because by it's not, my, not even by myself. I just, if I were to dabble in it, like I'd have to, I have to go back and like, like, oh damn, like, how do I, how do I do this again? Like, you know what I'm saying? But like, oh, I'll give it to Lucas, bro. I'll give it to Lucas. Right. He, can, he can knock it out. You know, he could do it. And it's just like, all right, cool. Now we, you know. We we have that. Don't let you know. I'm not gonna let myself be a crutch if I can figure it out. Even if I can't figure it out, I'm gonna find I'm gonna find someone who can do it, and still get that business 
you know, for us or for myself if I right. was to outsource it to somebody. Right. Um, that's a smart way to look at it. Yeah, because you can't. You Pro- can't. That's a problem solving way to look at it. Yo, you know what I'm saying you can't. You can't. Um, you can't. I can't not say, you know, no to a problem that you bring to me. But you have a million dollars that you're trying to pay. All right, I'm gonna figure it I'm out. I'm gonna figure it out. Facts, yeah, no facts, problem. You know. Facts. Um, I think I think that's a great note to end on, brother. Um, you know, we got fireworks and shit going on. I, I really don't want that. No, to that's take cool. Away that's from cool. This great conversation. So, yeah. if um at another point you want to come back and just keep continue on, maybe with your boy Lucas. Um, yeah, be dope. Yeah, I bring bring him by, that, brother. So let people know where they can follow you, where they can follow all your projects, all your socials, plug all your stuff, and let's get out of here. Yeah, uh, Instagram. Jordan X Drums, uh, YouTube username Jordan X Drums, Facebook same thing Jordan oh. X Drums. Or you can send me a friend request. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, uh, my business Arc Labs. Your like, band Yardage. Instagram, yeah, Yardage Y A R D I J. Uh, also, you could follow Jordan Hollywood. This is straight Jordan Hollywood. The art, another artist I play for. Uh, Arc Labs A R C X L A B S. That's also in the link in my bio on Instagram. I post drum videos every Tuesday. Um, you know, drop a comment. You know, I always respond back. I give lessons, um, ten dollars for a half hour. You know what I'm saying? Shit, like that's a steal, my dude. I'm yeah, it's a, steal. it's a steal. It's a steal. Yeah, let me know, man. I do. I could come here. I could do Zoom, Facetime. Yeah, okay. You know, whatever. Yeah, I have an acoustic kit in the living room. Okay. Yeah, so bro. That, that sounds sick, man. Make sure y'all follow him. Make sure y'all support. The drum videos you put up are, are phenomenal. That's the Thanks, main man. reason I hit you up. Appreciate it. Um, I saw Jessica Morale, I think, share one of your things. Yeah. And uh, I clicked on that shit. I'm like, let me see this shit. And it was fire, dude. Thanks, I, man. I forgot what cover it was. But one cover I've always wanted to do. I'm going to tell you now on the air. Because I don't want to tell you before because I'm like, fuck, what if he does it? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But uh, have you heard Igor? The album Igor by Tyler? By Tyler, yeah. yeah. The first song, Igor's theme. The snare crack on that shit. It's 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 basically like an instrumental and a hook. Ah, uh, yeah, but yeah, the that's snare a good yeah. crack on that shit is yeah. so dope, and I've I've wanted to cover it, man. But I just I don't have the setup. You know what I mean? Like you have the, your shit mic'd up. Ready I might to try go. that. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it! But no, I think you'd kill it. Um, Thanks, there, man. there's so much room for fills, um, that you could definitely get real creative with it, and like mm-hmm. the, the the hype builds up throughout the song. I just think it'd be such a dope song to cover. Um, but I never do it, so manifest it. Thanks, do man. it man um yeah. other than that make sure y'all follow him um is there any other plugs you need to get in uh no follow lucas neon prayers follow lucas uh shout out to my my family my my supporters my friends hopefully um, they listen you know yeah hopefully they listen i'm gonna, I'm gonna share it you know um this is nice this is a milestone for me you know oh, what I'm saying? My, yeah my career yeah, i mean that first time i listen to podcasts all the time i you know you man if you i manifest something like this i always did and you know what i'm saying now it's, it's happening i always you know I have conversations to myself, like I have a, like a board meeting with myself, like <laughs> what I would say, you know what I'm saying? You know how like you rehearse, yeah. you know, like an argument yeah. that you would have, oh, yeah. things that you would say, but yeah. you just not... In your th- head. Yeah. I would figure out like questions that would be asked of me, you know. And how you would answer And them. how I would answer them, but you know, but not like rehearse, but just like kind of roll off the tongue. Yeah. And it's kind of like, yeah, it's like this, man. So this was, this was dope. This yeah, man. Cool. Thank you, bro. Um, yeah. I just try to keep it as natural as possible, man. And, yeah. and I mean, you might not think it, but we've been going on for an hour and 40 minutes. It's a good, it's a good, uh, my, my podcasts are usually an hour. Yeah. So that tells you something right there. Lit. If the conversation is dope, I just let it ride. Dope. You feel me? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was, I mean, you did awesome for your first podcast. Thanks, um, bro. So if you want to follow the throne podcast, you can follow me on Instagram, the throne podcast with, underscores in between if you want to follow my band you know you're the band you know we're on a little hiatus right now but who isn't <laughs> you know yeah 
Um, and yeah, just make sure y'all tune in um, next week when I interview somebody else. Jordan, yo, it was a pleasure, man. Let me. Always, bro. <laughs> yes, sir.